My listeners are like family. Really? I don't think so. Find out what I mean on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Today we get to talk about my favorite word, which is the word family. My wife and I have started a ministry called GoFam Ministries, and it has become our passion and our drive to bring restoration health, and destiny to every family. And so family is a very powerful word. There is really no other word like it, and it creates such an emotion, uh, especially when it comes to family, because we all come from different backgrounds and have different family experiences. Today, I want to talk about what sociologists call the nuclear family, uh, husband and wife and their children. I love the word nuclear family because I believe it's the right word. Uh, When you think about a nuclear power plant, there really is no greater or uh, more efficient human form of energy that we can create on this earth than in a nuclear power plant. But when a nuclear power plant has a core meltdown or there's a crack in the foundation, and there is a, a nuclear leak. There is no greater devastation than nuclear power on the earth. I'm pretty sure that maybe describes family better than any other analogy. When family is working and it's operating and it's created potential, it's one of the most powerful relational forces on this earth when it's not working well and there's pain and disillusionment it's one of the most destructive forces on the earth as a physician i've really had front row seats to family i'm even a family medicine physician trained and board certified and i've had the unique opportunity and privilege to be part of families lives And I have seen all sorts and varieties of this experience, the good, the bad, and the ugly of family. I've had the privilege of delivering hundreds of babies, and I've seen glorious births and powerful adoptions. I've also seen heartless abandonments and parents that couldn't wait to leave to get their necks fixed and have often abandoned their child. I've seen sacrificial parents that have poured out their heart for their children. Some children who didn't even have the mental capacity to show love back. These parents have shown love and poured that love out to their children in such a sacrificial and beautiful way. 
And unfortunately, I've also seen the worst abuses. Abuses that will make you cry and sometimes make you throw up. I've been at deathbeds of loved ones whose family have surrounded them at their last moments on this earth, singing hymns and praying over them and and watching the glorious power of family even at the end. And I've seen old people die completely alone, their body ravaged by a life of pain. So I've seen the good, I've seen the bad, I've seen the the gloriousness, I've seen the heartbreak. And when you're exposed to those situations, you have a choice. You have a choice to go in the fetal position and say that our culture in which we live in today is hopeless. And family as we know it is gone. Or we rise up and we push back and we say, no, family is still the most important structural piece of a culture that's always been true and my friends it will always be true as family goes so goes the culture it's interesting when you're in family ministry as we are you see things and your eyes are opened to things over and over again repeated patterns of behavior well we have seen and i have seen that There is a trend in our culture today, and after this podcast, I believe you will see it too, that everything is being called family. There is a a trend even in advertisement and in our culture that everything is being referred to as family. Let me give you some examples. You know, the word family has been used in advertising since advertisement has begun. Uh, There's old Coca-Cola advertisements that have a family all enjoying a Coke together saying it's a family affair. And the power of the word family and the power that the word family evokes in people, there's an emotion of belonging that advertisements have really connected to. One of the famous ones is Olive Garden, and their slogan is, when you're here, you're family. (laughs) Now, wait a minute. It's interesting because when I go and have dinner at my mom's house, she's never charged me for the food or a 15% gratuity. You're not really family when you go to Olive Garden, are you? But they want you to have that feeling that when you're there, there's some kind of emotion that can be evoked that feels family-like. They can't deliver on that promise, but they want you to feel something. When I like that has come out in the last couple of years is the National Football League. And if you're a sports fan and a football junkie like I am, you will know that the NFL has actually taken a lot of public relations hits lately, a lot of personal problems in players' lives and a lot of problems even with management and, and uh, injuries and things that have been happening. And the NFL two years ago came out with a slogan that said, football is family. Huh. What does that even mean? (laughs) Nobody really knows. In fact, they put out advertisements online that you can see. Football is family. The advertisements have nothing to do with family. 
but they figured that it would be good public relations to try to evoke the word family into the NFL. It's a marketing ploy because family is a powerful word and family is being used in everything. You might be happy to know that if you go to the website of Jack Daniels Whiskey, that it says that Jack Daniels isn't just whiskey, it's a family. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> I have a fun one that I just found very recently. I live in the Twin Cities area, uh, and one of the major hospital systems there is North Memorial. It's an excellent, excellent facility with uh, very uh, high-class services. But North Memorial, their new slogan, and you'll, you will see these billboards all around the Twin Cities area. It says, North Memorial will treat you like family, period, in a good way, period. There's so many things wrong with this billboard. Where do I even begin? Well, first of all, I don't know how a hospital treats you like your family would treat you. That's what they advertise. It's interesting if you go into North Memorial, the first thing they're going to do is put an identification band on your wrist because they don't know who you are. Now, granted, I have eight children, and so I can sympathize with sometimes getting our, my children's names wrong and calling them the wrong name. But the hospital puts an ID band on you first thing. Then when you actually go to see the doctor or the facility or procedures, there's going to be needles and probes and fingers. <laughs> That's not a way that you would want family to treat you, right? Other than maybe your mother with the rectal thermometer when you were younger. <laughs> that happened. And certainly my family would never charge me $300 for a Tylenol. And certainly my parents never required a copay or deductible up front before we could visit. <laughs> See, they want to try to evoke an emotion. And even they know that when they say, we'll treat you like family in a good way, that there's the good and bad and ugly of family. And so they want to make it clear that it's the good side of family that they're promoting. Everything is family. But I saved the best for last because you're going to think I made this up, but I didn't. There's an advertising slogan that I've discovered that says, This summer, get the sausage family together. So I went to the Johnsonville Brought Johnsonville Sausage website, and I'm going to read directly from the website. I did not make this up. This is from their website, and this is what it says. At Johnsonville... We like to think a sausage is more than just a sausage. It's a bonding agent that makes friends, family, and even your Snoopy neighbor feel like part of your family. Share a Johnsonville brat with someone, and you're basically welcoming them to your sausage family. <laughs> well, summer is finally here, and it's the perfect time to fire up the grill, throw on some sizzling, delicious Johnsonville brats, and get the sausage family together. Because at Johnsonville, we don't make sausage. We make family and sausage. <laughs> you can't even make it up, can you? It's a, it's a beautiful example of what I'm referring to, that everything is family. There's obviously humor behind this, but there's also a sadness. See, 
everything is being referred to as family because I believe that there is a real void in family in our culture today. These companies are trying to slip in and, and actually fill a void to try to touch your heart in a certain way, especially in a way that maybe you're missing. See, when something hurts, we are human beings. When something hurts, we tend to try to dilute or redefine what it means so that it doesn't hurt so bad. When I was in medical school, I remember doing a surgical rotation and, and I was scrubbing in on a, on a procedure with somebody who had an infection in their intra-abdominal cavity. And we spent about 15 to 20 minutes just diluting and pouring what we called bug juice, which was basically antibiotic fluid in this abdominal cavity and suctioning it out to try to clean out this abdominal wound and infection. And I remember the attending physician told me, the solution to pollution is dilution. The solution to pollution is dilution. And I feel like that's perhaps what we're doing culturally in the realm of family. If we can dilute what family means, if everything can be called family, if we can change or redefine what family means, then maybe it won't hurt so much. See, we are after actually restoration of family. We see family as still the critical piece and foundational piece to our culture. So we aren't looking for redefinition or dilution. We are actually looking for restoration of what family originally meant and means to us today. So what was the original plan? What was the created destiny for family? Well, in Genesis 1.28, it's actually referred to as the cultural mandate. That's no coincidence that it's referred to that because as family goes, so goes the culture. I also like to refer to it as the first great commission. It says, then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. See, man is to be fruitful in order to multiply. He must multiply in order to fill the earth. He must fill the earth in order to subdue it. The point is, is that man is to be fruitful so as to deploy a task force over the earth to reproduce the culture of Eden over the face of the earth. And so entered family on the stage of world history. See, the Father created the world unsubdued. He placed family into his perfect culture. And Adam and Eve's children then were supposed to reproduce the culture over the face of the earth. See, family was the Father's original plan. And here's the punchline. Here's why this is so important. There is no plan B. There is no plan B. See, God is God, and he sets a culture on the earth, and he puts family in place, gives them a mandate for them to play a part in his creation. 
And if we walk away from his perfect plan, guess what? It doesn't change the plan. He set something into motion and that makes it set. And we are supposed to go and set his culture over the face of the earth. So what about church? Is church a family? Are we okay? Is Dr. Johnny going to get upset if we call the people that we attend church with family? <laughs> no. See, I, I believe that we are family in the sense that our father is our literal father. I don't think he's like a father. I don't think he's a metaphorical father. I don't think he called himself father so that we could understand him better. I believe that he actually created us and he is our father. And we, as the body of Christ, are his children. So in that sense, yes, we are absolutely family. But I will tell you this, I believe that the church family is created for a different purpose. I don't believe that church was created to substitute family or be a substitute for family, but I believe it was given a second great commission. Matthew 28, 19, it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. That's referred to as the great commission. I would refer to it as the second great commission. And I don't believe the second great commission came to cancel the first. I believe the second great commission was built upon the first. The first great commission given to family. The second great commission given to the church. One isn't more important than the other. And one didn't cancel the other. But one is built upon the other. So if we are interested in a healthy church family, we need to start with our own nuclear family. One is built on the other. So church doesn't substitute family. Neither does your work family or your Wednesday night Bible study family or your Friday night bowling league family. These all offer you social support and they offer you friendship and they serve a purpose in your life, but they cannot be a substitute for your family. Now you may say, wait a minute, you don't know my family. My family is dysfunctional or painful or has no clue what its destiny is. But I believe that if you don't know that your family is powerful and was created for a purpose, then you will never seek restoration. If you feel like maybe your family was created like all other families for a real purpose and destiny on this earth, even though you may have walked away from the Father's perfect plan, maybe there has been bad choices along the way that have had real consequences. I get that. But this I also know. God is a God of restoration. He sent his son to bring and to usher in the times of restoration in which we live. I believe that Jesus died on the cross and shed his blood for you and for the restoration of your family. That's super exciting. I want you to lean into that, even if family has meant pain to you. 
Don't be tempted to dilute it or to look to others or to bring redefinition to what family is and what family means to you. Restoration is critically important. And I believe that the Father sent his Son to make it possible. We had fun today, and I thank you for listening in. And I hope that I encouraged and inspired you to not give up on your family and to lean into those relationships. Nothing is out of the reach of our Father, and he loves you so much. So you as my listener, are you my family? (laughs) No, I'm sorry. You aren't. (laughs) I know that sounds hard and I don't want to push you away. And I hope to serve a purpose, a real relational purpose in your life. And I pray that you will continue to listen and lean into these podcasts. It means so much to me. I've had incredible support as we have launched this podcast. And there's been so many listeners And so I just want to say thank you. Even though you're not family, (laughs) you are my friend. And I thank you for hearing me and listening to these podcasts. My first book is called Restoring the Power of Family. It's a great resource for uh, what I consider the overview of the heart of GoFam Ministries and my heart personally. If that book interests you, I recommend that you go to gofam.org. That's our website Go to our online store and you can purchase the book right online. It would be our pleasure and honor to send you a copy of Restoring the Power of Family. And it will also give you an opportunity to view and uh, consider all of our other valuable resources that can be found on the store as well. So thank you for tuning in. Now let's go together and set the culture.